Hello everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. I have a very special guest with me today. She is a neuroscientist amongst many other things um, and we're going to be talking about some specific uh, things about the brain um, and how we can use that to really take our life to the next level. So uh, please help me in welcoming my guest Shantae, Shantae Taylor. How are you Shantae? I am excellent. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Uh, Shantae and I met probably about a month ago and we've, a couple of times we've had a chance to connect and uh, we had the most amazing conversations. I'm sure that today is not going to be any exception to that. Um, but let's just start first of all, Shantae, with, uh, with your background story and how you got into what it is that you do. Yes, yeah, so as you said, I'm a neuroscientist and I definitely did not start off that way. And my journey actually begins um, most that's most prominent for me is when I was 15 and I had my first child and there was a time when I was just looking at my life like what am I even doing here on the planet with this you know young being that I was gifted with to take care of and you know I questioned why I was even there on the planet and I was just in a really dark place and my mother she came to me during that time when I was in that dark place and just really told me that, you know, you are meant to do something on this planet because, you know, she was actually ready not to have any more children, but they ran out of uh, surgery rooms at the military base. So she, you know, had to reschedule, but she didn't reschedule and lo and behold, I was born. So when, she, when I was in that dark place and she told me the story, I said, okay, let me figure out what I'm meant to do on this planet. But as you can imagine, you know, being young and having that type of responsibility, I wasn't fully mentally developed. You know, teenagers, we're going through our mental development and figuring out who we are. Our hormones are crazy. You know, we don't know quite how to be an adult yet. So I kind of carried those mental gaps, those emotional gaps, through uh, my journey as a neuroscience student, um, my journey as a, a parent. I have more children and as a wife and because I had those gaps um, I I just crashed one day I mean literally I, I crashed into a pole in an empty parking lot because I was just stressed out and I was awakened by the screams of my you know three and five year old and you know I had to reassess my life like what is going on I mean how do you crash into a pole in an empty parking lot and I just realized that you know, I carried those gaps with me as an, a, a teenager, and I wasn't managing my brain right. I wasn't using what I knew about neuroscience and applying it to my own life. You know, it's one thing to study science, but it's another to take that science and apply it to enhance your own brain and mind. So I promised myself that I would never end up in that situation again. And so I started applying the principles of neuroscience to manage my emotions to redirect my thoughts, to establish better mental habits and thought patterns, to improve my, my memory, my decision making, and my connection, my emotional connection to myself and to my situation, and connect with my husband, my children, and overall just make higher level decisions and operate from that higher place of awareness, you know, tap into that higher spiritual place um, to be able to live a, a, a mentally balanced life because if we're living a mentally balanced life we can weather any storm that comes our way. Absolutely. 
You know, uh, and we've had this conversation before about how a lot of people in our community, you know, because we talk a lot, I talk a lot about limiting beliefs and how they're formed between the ages, you know, predominantly between the ages of two and six when we're in theta brainwave activity. Um, mm -hmm. But we've just touched on, you know, there's actually a developmental stage for teenagers as well. So let's, can we describe, can you talk a little bit more about that and what that stage is? Absolutely. And that's the beauty of neuroscience. Uh, what we know now know about what the brain can do, um, because for a long time we knew that you know between the ages of zero and three, our brain just has an explosion of growth, you know, with the number of connections and all of that. And you know, parents were told to make sure you stimulate your child between these ages, zero and three. But now with neural imaging on the scene, uh, you know, fMRI and um, CAT scans, we're able to see in real time what the brain is doing when we're learning, when we're thinking, when we're, you know, doing things. Um, so what they've been able to see is that there is another explosion of brain growth during the preteen years. So this is a crucial time for parents and teachers to really make sure the, uh, the preteens are doing something that's going to set patterns in their future lives. So what they've seen is that students, preteens, during this time, if they're uh, if they're um, playing an instrument or a sport, they are developing patterns of discipline, and they tend to carry on that way during uh, the later teen years. But if they are not really stimulated, if they're watching you know uh, TV all day and video games, then those students tend to carry on those behavioral patterns. So it is very important, especially during those crucial uh, years of mental growth, that we are exposing uh, children and preteens to what we, what we want them to be and make sure that they are not getting those um, uh, limiting beliefs that will eventually be carried on. So, I mean, that's like a, a it's, it's breaking up the myth that our brain stops growing. You know, now we know that there is an explosion of growth, and our brain grows even more. Um, well, not even more, but uh, it's still growing and developing even in our later teen years and young um, young adult years. So that's all still a crucial time for growth, and you know we're still underdeveloped. You know, I call it the uh, quarter life crisis. <laughs> because you know we're kind of we're still batty you know up until the age of 25 you know parents have to be forgiving you know we should have been more forgiving of ourselves Natalie during <laughs> during that time because we're you know I know you <laughs> remember those days you're still trying to figure it out you're testing you're experimenting because your brain is still developing and trying to make put it all together you know make connections and we are designed to grow and to learn and to you know, keep building up ourselves mentally and spiritually. So, I mean, that's just basic human nature. Yeah. Now, uh, I know that we've also spoken before about um, the brain and there's different parts of the brain. I know, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you only use 10% of your brain, but that's actually not true, is it? Not at all. Um, and when people use that term 10%, that was when we weren't able to look at the brain in real time. And, you know, that was just... I think somebody just pulled it out of their hat because they didn't know, you know, <laughs> so a lot of 
science uh, back in the day was established and it just kind of stuck, right? <laughs> but we're breaking down the myths now. I mean, we can see that just reading a book is lighting up your, you know, your visual cortex and, you know, <laughs> interpreting symbols. And then you have to interpret what the word means, you know, and turn it, turn it into something verbal and understandable. I mean, the brain is on fire <laughs> when you are engaging it. And now we can see in real time that uh, we're using more than 10% of our brains. And we have the ability to use even more <laughs> of our brains if we deliberately, consciously understand how our brain works and then learn to activate it. Um, you were telling me earlier that you're going to learn the tango. I hope I can share that with your audience. <laughs> I mean, that is one of the best forms of learning because you are integrating so many parts of your brain. Um, you're listening to music. You're moving to the music. So you're activating your motor cortex, you know, your vision. And as, when you incorporate and integrate many brain regions, that enhances your intellect overall, it enhances your memory, you're getting oxygen because you're moving, which is growing new uh, memory cells. And back in the day, we thought that we would never, we can never, you know, grow new brain cells, but that's been debunked, <laughs> you know. So um, that's actually the best form of staving off brain cell loss and staving off um, Alzheimer's disease. So, you know, when I used to assess people with dementia um, and brain injuries, that was one of the things we would tell them to do is get social, because our brains need to be social, and do something that's going to incorporate as many brain regions as possible, such as dancing or playing an instrument. Yeah. You know, uh, one of your titles is that you're a potentialist. <laughs> Just explain to us about that because I absolutely love that title of yours. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, so it came about when I realized that I wasn't living my potential. <laughs> you know, so I was in graduate school and I was, you know, assessing people's brain deficits eight to twelve hours a day, and it was draining. But it wasn't the good draining where you feel like you accomplished something. I mean, that's important to do, but my soul wasn't being fulfilled and it was a draining of my whole spirit because now I was training my brain to look for what was wrong. I mean, just just like an athlete training their body to push and, you know, do their craft, I was training my brain to form mental map to look for what was wrong with people 8 to 12 hours a day. And then, um, your your uh, memory is highly connected to your emotional brain. So when I'm telling people what's wrong with their brain, I'm getting emotional. I'm having to tell tell their caretakers what's wrong with their mother, their father, and that's very emotional. So I'm sealing in how to look for abnormalities and what's wrong in life. So I'm taking that home with me. I'm looking at what's wrong with me. I'm looking at what's wrong with my children, my husband, my life, and so. Thank goodness I listened to my higher awareness that said, you know what, you understand the brain, it's fascinating, it fills you up to talk about it, but you're not using it in alignment with yourself. And so, thank goodness I listened, and I said, well, you know what, I'm going to use my knowledge of neuroscience to empower people and tell them what's right with their brain, how they, think, how they can optimize their brain, 
you know, just like I tell people with dementia um, to exercise or to dance or, you know, play an instrument, I could tell people who are at the healthy level to do the same to enhance, you know, their cognitive resources and cognitive wealth, you know. And, you know, people can benefit from understanding how to manage their emotional brain to empower them. Emotions are powerful if we use them to empower us. So uh, I started calling myself the potentialist because I see the potential in every person, every situation. And some people call it Pollyannish, but what's the alternative? My alternative was uh, assessing deficits for 8 to 12 hours a day. So I've, I've totally flipped it, and all I want to do is look for the good in people and things and situations. So I retrain my brain to see Excellent. the potential. <laughs> so, um, so there's one other thing I want to talk to you about, and that's, you know, we're talking about uh, the different parts of the brain, and, and the, the part of the brain that we want to be able to access most is that higher part of our brain that actually connects us to that entity that's outside of us. So yeah. what is the easiest way for us to be able to do that? We have to know that we have three main parts of the brain that exist that we need to focus on and redirect. We have the lower part of our brain, which is the brainstem, the instinctive brain, and it, it does what it needs to. It pumps our heart, it, it helps us to breathe without us thinking about it, but it also it, it causes us to instinctively react to stuff. And in modern times, we shouldn't be acting the same way that we did in our primitive days, running from a bear or a lion. But that's, the brain doesn't know the difference between running from a bear and reacting to, you know, your boss saying that he wants to talk to you first thing in the morning, you know. So we have to figure out which part of the brain is dominating. Is it the brainstem, the instinctive brain? Is it our emotional brain that's located uh, deep within our brain right in the center? Or is it our higher intellectual brain? And we need to be operating from that higher intellectual brain. And the higher intellectual brain needs to be coordinating the whole brain and making sure it's operating harmoniously. So once we are able to just pause and, you know, just pause and recognize and bring to our awareness where we're operating from or where we might be operating from, in that instant, we start changing the direction of our thoughts and our brains will make physiological changes to start making new mental maps towards our higher intellectual brain so we can reinterpret things, you know, change our perceptions and interpret their emotions to direct us and empower us instead of our emotional brain being directed to the instinctive brain. We want to route our, our emotions to our higher intellectual brain because once we're operating from that place, that's when we get, you know, our ideas, our creativity, I mean, how we respond to others. We can pick up on that better and respond better and be better leaders within. Awesome. Uh, Day, uh, 15 minutes as I would predicted flew past. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, obviously there's so much more wealth of knowledge that you've got to share. So if people want to find more about you and connect with you, how can they do that? Yes. Yeah, so people can go to www.shantajtaylor.com. I don't know if you're going to provide a link for them. Um, but it's ShantaeJTaylor.com, and they can opt in, and I will. I always give free tips and strategies on 
how to operate the greatest technology on the planet better to live your best life now to enhance your emotions and be better connected and just have create creative creative ideas just off the charts and you know that's that's what I want to give that's part of my potential is to give that to people awesome um, so Shantae, thank you again so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure having, having you here and uh, having you share all this amazing knowledge with everybody. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Great. Now guys, I encourage you to share this video. You can do that by clicking the Facebook in the Twitter share buttons on this page. Uh, make sure that, that you download the app if you haven't done so already because now you can watch the shows on the go. You don't actually have to be in front of your computer. And if you haven't done so already, make sure that you put your email in the box on the page here so I can send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. It includes masters like Bob Proctor, John Asraf, and Joe Vitale. It's actually valued at $87, and I would love to send it to you for free, but you have to put your email in first. So, guys, until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.